and welcome to Switchbacks, a travel podcast where we explore our year in the national parks, our international travel experiences, and our love for everything budget travel. We're Cole and Elizabeth Donaldson, a regular Midwest couple who quit our jobs and set off on a year-long adventure to visit all 59 U.S. national parks in 2016. That set off our travel addiction, and since then we've visited over 50 countries. We've made travel a priority without breaking the bank, and we're here to share that with you. Elizabeth. Cole. We just completed our first travel with a kid. First official Clark trip. National right. National Clarks. <laughs> um yeah, I don't don't have high hopes for our uh, humor on this podcast, or really anything on this podcast. Our brains are basically fried. Clark is, his nights are interesting. They're like a grab bag. Sometimes he could sleep five hours, meaning one time in the last two months. He's two months old now, by the way. Um, uh, our new son. And uh, yeah, some, sometimes he sleeps two hours. So, uh, and, you know, it does that throughout the night. So, um, needless to say... Our bodies we, do not know what to do with, with that yeah. uh, sleep frequency. But needless to say, we didn't know how traveling with Clark was going to go. Uh, we did know we were going to force him to do it, whether he liked it or not. <laughs> that um, sounds a lot more aggressive than we were actually, <laughs> than we actually were about the situation. Yeah. We just really want to... Like, yeah, I guess force ourselves as as parents to take him places, even though it's much harder than not taking him anywhere. It's much harder than staying home. So tell me about this first trip. Tell you about it? Well. You were, you, you were there. Re- rhetorically me. <laughs> uh, in reality, the, well, the people Clark's listening. Well, first trip was to the Lake of the Ozarks. We went for a week with my family. And it's about a three-hour drive from yeah, so it's our house. Yeah, so it's a little bit of a drive, not in much. In central Missouri. For sure the furthest he had gone before in the car. And it was lovely. We uh, it was a family went, went to the pool. We went yeah. to play tennis. We went. We took a lot of naps. Got out on the lake once. Read a lot of books. Uh, yeah. and It was very um, anti-Donaldson vacationing. Like, it was not what we normally do on trips, but it felt really good to relax. And it gave us a little bit of a taste for what, uh, how things might change with, uh, when we start traveling more with him. We're going to have to slow things down a lot, which uh, is a good thing. Not a bad thing. We'll see. Clark, Clark looks fast. He looks fast? Yeah, he's got good hiking legs. Um, but I think the key for this trip and any... Uh, trip with a child is have a very doting grandma there to take your kid and hold them whenever you want to take you a want nap, a break whenever you want to go to the pool whenever you want to go to lunch yeah um, highly recommend for sure but the uh, bottom line is the first trip w- went great he uh the most sketchy time was probably at the very beginning when we got stuck in a big traffic accident jam and he was screaming his head off and we couldn't go anywhere. 
Um, but after that, it turned the corner and was all good. Um, so it kind of gave us a new confidence. And with that new confidence um, of knowing that, you know, travel with a very young infant uh, toddler is possible. It just takes practice. If you're practice. brave enough. And I think it takes practice. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to do with this last trip. And... Uh, to gear us up for all the future trips we would like to take with him and it it's not easy like we said it's it's things things are a lot harder than when we were just traveling by ourselves <laughs> but it's definitely kind of worth the uh, extra effort absolutely so this episode we are going to cover our travel wish list for the rest of 2019 and 2020, so about 16 months or so. Um, it's ambitious. We're going to talk about why you should have a travel wish list, what that does for you, maybe the categories of travel, and turning things into, quote, travel that you may not always think about as travel, um, as, as like a trip. Um, because at the end of the day, like it's about getting away and experiencing something new. And whenever you're out of your house, uh, I think there's a good chance of that. Um, so we're ta talking about all that, and then we're going to go in specifically into some of the things we have just thrown our, on our calendar since we uh, got over our first Clark trip jitters. Um, because we are just sketching out... Um, before this podcast, the rest of the year and the next year to come as far as our travel. Um, and this was really fun for me because we got really, we've been getting antsy. I feel like we have spent a lot of summers, this is the first summer we have stayed put for a long time and uh, for good reason. But n nevertheless, we haven't done any big trips this summer. We haven't done many this year. Um, so we, we do kind of feel like we are really excited to get out and start planning something new. Yeah. So we were just kind of, you know, looking at what would be realistic in the next year and a half, what would be uh, really fun to do with a kid, we think. <laughs> we are only guessing here. Um, and then what's possible to squeeze in on an extended weekend or over um, the holidays or over a work trip or something like that. So we're going to talk through some of that stuff now. Yeah, and uh, you know everybody's travel clock is calibrated a little differently. But as Elizabeth's saying, ours is um, ticking a little faster and faster these days because we're ready to uh, see what we can do again. Um, but first, dun, 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 I have a little Parks in the News segment. Um, so for this episode's Parks in the News, there was actually some really exciting stuff that came out on July, around July 16th, as it relates to Yosemite National Park. Some of you may know they've had, for the last number of years, um, a naming rights controversy and really lawsuit. Um, they Yosemite is a very old national park. It was number three, I believe, right? Mm, yeah, that's, I think so. Yeah, and uh, since 
then it's had a long history with lots of historic names of places that people have come to know and love. The last concessioner, I think Delaware North, really, um, uh, when they left, their contract ended, they tried to say all the names of those places are ours, we're taking them with us, you can't use them anymore. So actually while we were on our trip to all the national parks in 2015 and 16, we couldn't call Yosemite stuff its actual names. We had to use their stand-in names. But as of July 16th, Yosemite National Park got back all those historic names that people know and love, like the Awani Hotel and like Curry Village, um, like the Wawona Hotel or Wawana. Um, all it took was a $12 million settlement, which that part kind of sucks. Um, I don't know if that comes out of the park budget or what, but um, the interesting news is that now Yosemite has their names back. So all's well that ends well, and uh, that's our Parks in the News. Yeah, fun little. We, we, we don't know anything much about any kind of news right now. I feel like we're, we've been living in this little bubble, so when we see National Park stuff, we do kind we, of... Perk up. Perk up. Yeah. So, back to having a travel, travel wish, wish list. list. Yeah. Right. Right. So, why is it important to have a tri travel wish list? I think it helps you prioritize your time. That's like the number one. I, I really think that everyone can travel. Time is is the biggest asset you have. I think when it comes to travel. If you have any kind of time, I think anyone can travel, but you have to prioritize it. And that was something we learned a while ago. You can easily just spend your time doing something else if you don't make it a, a huge priority, um, both in your budget and in your time. Absolutely, and when we came back from our trip, from our year in the national parks, we knew that we wanted to make travel a priority for the rest of our lives, and that could have easily been um, just something that we say. You know, I feel like everybody these days says, I love travel, travel is my hobby, um, you know, it's, what, what do you like to do? You like to travel. It, uh, I, I feel like it's very just popular to say that, uh, to feel that, but sometimes the rubber is just, just got to meet the road. And mm -hmm. um, that's what, in the very beginning, before our National Parks trip, we were just daydreaming about it, um, you know, a year and a half ahead of time. And it all kind of changed when we decided we're going at this for real and when we started putting it on paper. If we hadn't made that conscious decision, hadn't made our, quote, wish list, it would have just stayed a dream. But that that's part of the goal of this is to, um, like, solidify ourselves into turning our dreams into a reality with this travel wish list and encourage people you all to do the same yeah and per I don't know about any of you guys but personally I'm very very good at the dreaming part <laughs> I am not as good at the uh, turning it into reality part I think that's where Cole comes in a little bit for me but because I, I get really really excited about things 
like we did with the National Parks trip originally. And it, then for me, sometimes they just kind of float away, float away, trail yeah. off. Um, so what we did recently is we made a spreadsheet with 2019, 2020, and we actually put destinations on the calendar, well, on the spreadsheet for each month for those that the next year and a half. And I think seeing it there looks makes it look more manageable. It's not just a list of 20 places we want to go. It's yeah, that's in one, your head. You know, one yeah. place per month, maybe. Yeah, and we actually had, I believe, uh, 16 months and about, or 17 months and about 12 trips. Uh, no, no, 13 trips or so that we had sketched out on there. Um, now these range, just, just before you think that we are going to be jet-setting forever, um, from little weekend trips to all the way to like some some bigger trips we have our eye on. And they're also very tentative. So I think that's important is that you have a backspace button if you need to use it. Yeah. <laughs> and change plans. Absolutely. But like Cole said, being ambitious, I think, is key here. Because it, what did you say earlier? It's better to be... Too ambitious than not ambitious enough. Yeah, plan big because you can always cut back. You can always postpone. But uh, planning is free. So um, do not, I would encourage anybody to not hold back planning. And uh, once you, once we laid it out on the calendar, that really helped me in my mind, you know, say, okay, I have, you know, these trips coming up next like maybe through the end of the year we have to take solid steps to do this one in November like look at our flights because it's a bigger trip farther away we might want to start looking at hotels for this one in October because stuff books up because it's a big event Um, it allows you to start seeing what those action steps might be when you have that written down wish list. So first of all, we covered why we think everybody should have their travel wish list. Um, It actually helps you bring travel into the reality of your life. And you should do that by putting it on a calendar, balancing big and small trips. uh, And you should um, plan big. Yeah, now a small disclaimer just about before we start going into some some of our trips. Um, we, a big factor was that we have, we got this Southwest Companion Pass this year. And so that's, that is obviously a huge factor in our plans. So a lot of even our big trips are still things that we can use Southwest for to really take, take advantage of that. Um, yeah, advantage, I guess. <laughs> right. We've talked a lot about that, um, so I won't go into it. Uh, but basically, we got a couple credit cards that allowed us to get a lot of bonus points when we got the bonus miles um, and, uh, through the minimum spend. And then that gave us the companion pass after we were earned 110000 And then um, that allows us for the rest of the year in which we got it, meaning 2019 and then all of 2020, to for one person to get the ticket and the other person to get the companion ticket, 
which the companion ticket is completely free. So we're using all of the points that we got from the credit cards for the first ticket, and then the second ticket is completely free. Therefore, our yeah, flights are free. Yeah, a lot of flights we can take. I think it's around if we average eleven thousand um, per round. It that works out to cheap for a round trip. It but. works out to about not round trip if we average 11,000 points one way mm-hmm. it works out to about five round trip tickets that we have just in points and then we have anyway that's the advantage we're working with so I hope you can find your own advantage whether it's southwest or whether it's you know a love for road trips or yeah or exploring your own state yeah in a car right yeah or an RV. I think a lot of these principles that we're going to be talking about applies to anywhere and you can scale anything down and make it work for you. So so tell us about the four categories of trips that we're going to be running through one sure. by one. Sure. So when we think about our travel wish list, we think about it in categories. The first one is like the given trips, the and those are based around events. So things like weddings or, and I kind of lumped in work with this, like if you have a work trip um, that you know ahead of time is happening. Um, And the second category is visiting family and friends. That's kind of a semi-given. Maybe making trips to family and friends that you might not visit all the time, but it's a great excuse to go out to those cities that you could turn a trip out of. Um, So that's the second category, is visiting family and friends. Yeah, third category is big trips. So those are the ones that you plan for a long time, you save up money for, you, you, like, we at least research like crazy before we go. A lot of times they're international or at least, you know, extended like uh, road trips or we kind of consider those like week-long or longer trips. So those are like the big ones that you put that you put on your calendar and you look forward to and those are like the ones that you won't, you know, drop at the last minute. Yeah, and then fourth, uh, we've got shorter trips. So this could be just one weekend, an extended weekend, um, something that, you know, isn't doesn't take a lot of planning or time or money, but allows you to get away from your house, your city. And like we said, experience something new, even if it's uh, in the next city next door. Yeah. So as we we're gonna go into these a little in a little bit more detail. So starting with and the thing the the category I feel like makes that makes the most sense to start with are the events, and those are the things like, okay, we know our friends. For example, we know our friends are getting married next October. So October twenty twenty, it's gonna be it's already on our calendar. They already set the date. Um, in Detroit. So that's an example of a trip that we're super looking forward to. We're going to turn it into something a little bit more. Um, so starting with the events category. Yeah. So with Detroit, we'll just mention like one thing for each that will um, that we're excited for. And for that, randomly, it's the Henry Ford Museum. Obviously, besides the whole wedding thing, we encourage ourselves and anybody to uh, try to make a trip out of it, make it feel even more special, take advantage of being in this new place that you're already going to be in. 
So a great wedding and hopefully a cool museum in Detroit. Yeah, another, we have a few events that are on our schedule. Another one, like, for example, that we've been looking forward to forever is Mizzou Homecoming. Bringing, I mean, bringing our first child to Mizzou Homecoming yeah. is one that that's definitely on our calendar. Um, and that's about two hours away from us in Columbia, Missouri, so that will definitely be a road trip. Yeah, Cole and I met at Mizzou, um, and we've been going back to Homecoming ever since, and Homecoming is just a huge deal there, so not going to get in too much to that one. Um, but another one that I'm super looking forward to is uh, Cole and I and well, most of our friends are turning 30 this year, um, at least most of our you know high school class friends. So my uh, closest girlfriends and I are planning a girls trip for next summer-ish, I believe. Um, and we're very excited. I'm super excited to, to help plan that. Um, I haven't heard anybody TBA. else talk about it. Are, are We've you? talked about it. Okay, so it's, it's not just you? It Well, hopefully not. Uh, we've talked about some options uh, that would be really fun, like a, even a cruise or a cabin or a trip to, you know, wine country in California or some, something that we are going to uh, super enjoy. And I'm very looking forward to that. So less of an event because it's not does not on a specific day, but it is kind of centered around this uh, collective celebration. So very excited about that. Yeah, for my guy's counterpart, I am going to um, this September uh, to a Cardinals-Cubs game. I'm a big Cardinals fan, so are a couple really good friends from high school. So we're going to a game at the end of the season uh, and making a Chicago weekend out of it. Uh, and then one of the well, final ones is another wedding in Denver. You know, So we, of course, again, have the wedding we're going to, but we're going to try and explore a new part Ex of Denver. Extend the weekend we'll, if we can. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking at Laramere Square and that sounds like a really interesting that? like shopping slash historic district um, that is kind of outside of the downtown or the you know fringe parts of um, Denver that we've seen previously. So anyway, events is that first category that you can really put on the calendar you know months even years ahead you know maybe it's a marathon for you or it's um a lunar eclipse or a solar <laughs> eclipse you know whatever it is or a moon bow yeah whatever it is find yeah. that event maybe it's running the bulls in spain and i think it's kind of fun to to Put that on the calendar first because then you can work your other um, you can work your other trips around that so that because I think if you know sometimes if you travel so much in a row like so many people travel so much in the summer for different things it can feel very overwhelming but if you're able to control and, and then it gets less fun but if you're able to control any of those dates like if you if you're going on a vacation put it on the other side of the calendar um, and spread it out so I think that kind of helps a little bit. But speaking of that, then moving on to our second category, once you have those events, would be the big trips. I think that's the next category to, okay. to well, plan I guess, out. I know sure, Cole sure. might disagree. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, I was going to say visiting friends and family because those are a lot of times also centered around holidays, which are kind of events. 
But let's do big, yeah, big I, trips first. Yeah, uh, either one. I think interchangeable. Um, but I think it's fun to to dream really big, get your big, fun trips on the calendar so you have something to super look forward to. And then you can base some of your other smaller trips around that too. Right. So as these other categories, we might have like four or so. Uh, the big trips, we only have two within the next year and a half. The first one being... Yeah, I might call it three because I, th- I think we forgot to put something on here. Anyway, um, two big ones for for the yeah for the two of us, and mm-hmm. these are two places we've been looking forward to for a long time. Uh, so very excited to kind of mark it on the calendar ish. Yeah, the first one's Costa Rica. Yeah, Costa Rica. We're really hoping to get there in. Uh, like uh, this winter, at the end of this winter, we like traveling like around February or so. Um, that's kind of a dead month uh, without <laughs> a lot of, um, you know, holidays or, uh, you know, it's just in, it's a lot of cold weather. So we like to try and get away in that stretch of January, February, March to um, some nicer weather down south. And for us, that could be Costa Rica. Um there's so many amazing things there. It's a super popular destination. We've never been, but one of the things um, we've heard of, of course, is all of the national parks there. So we love going to international national parks, and one there we have our eye on is Mon- Monte Verde Cloud Forest Reserve. Um, so, yeah, that is... Good. Everything about Costa Rica just sounds pretty luscious. And and also uh, speaking from speaking of uh, from the perspective of having no idea at all, um, it seems like the type of place that would be good to bring a you know eight month old, which is how old he'll be. You know we can still carry him around for hiking. We can lounge on the beach maybe in a relaxed way with him, <laughs> and it, it just seems kind of manageable. Whereas some other places, you know, we can rent a car that kind of stuff. Some of the, some other places that we have our eye on, or some places that we already visited, we visited because we thought it would be a lot harder to do with a kid. So it's Costa Rica, we've been kind of saving. That's right. The next big one that I have definitely, I think is I'm maybe more excited about it than you are, is Kauai in Hawaii. Um, and Southwest just started flying to Hawaii, so that's very exciting. Um, they still their the their flight to the island of. Kauai, I don't think is on there yet, but it should be by the time we go next next year. Oh, good. Because they they fly currently to the other three, well, uh, to uh, Oahu, Maui, and the Big Island um, directly. So we can always fly. You know, we could always fly to Honolulu and then catch an island hopper over to Kauai if we need to. Uh, but just the fact that we can use Southwest now to get there is huge. Super fun. So what makes you so excited about Kauai? So many things. It just looks so beautiful. Because it's it is the really home of scenic. Jurassic Park? Yes, mostly. Um, no, it just it seems like of the islands in Hawaii, it seems like the one that's just really, really scenic. And I mean, they're all beautiful. Um, but really good for hiking, really good for like the um, like helicopter ride uh, on the coast to see the like the crazy jagged um, jungle cliffs jungle cliffs yeah the the you know some whale watching some beaches and and then just the scenery i think just looks really amazing 
Yeah, so that is the two big trips um, that we definitely, you know, there's no limit to how far ahead you can, you can and should plan those ahead of time. Uh, so Costa Rica and Kauai for us. And those are the fun ones too. It's kind of like if you don't get any of these other smaller ones in, you at least look forward to the big ones still. No, excuse me. So category three, visiting family and friends. Um, you know, you might do this all the time. Maybe you don't think of it as travel or a trip or maybe you don't even think of it as fun. Um, but I think it's a great excuse to get out. You know, m- maybe it's, um, I think it's a great reason, excuse to have a trip. For us, one of those is going to be going to Seattle this Thanksgiving. Uh, we were actually there last Christmas. We've been there once to visit all the parks around there, the three national parks, Rainier Olympic and North Cascades. But um, we still have Elizabeth's two sisters there. We love going hiking, um, you know, seeing the, the beautiful city there. But we always like to try something new and specifically this time I would love to get to some of the national parks we haven't been to um, maybe, maybe not best for November yeah though, for yeah. almost December but we'll see we'll see what else I want to try to hit up a one or two museums too because we haven't really been to any of the Seattle museums yeah and that I think would be pretty good for the winter but national park options we'll say are Ebby's Landing National Historic National Historic Reserve, Reserve. which I've never. I, that's a, that's a unique uh, unit type yeah. that I hadn't heard of before. And San Juan Island, right on the coast. Oh, okay, and San Juan Island National Historic Park, which is an island uh, that you would also boat to. So, um, plenty of still unexplored stuff in Seattle. Yeah, there's, I mean, Seattle's beautiful, and there's so much to do there, and we're really excited to bring Clark there for the first yeah. time. It's going to be his first uh, plane ride. Another thing we're doing even before that is going to be Louisville. Just It's kind of like the next step. We're just keep growing our radius over these next couple months because we went to the Lake of the Ozarks. Now we're driving a few more hours away to Louisville, where my parents are, and when we're there, we're going to be going over the long weekend, so also a great time to take a holiday trip. Um, you know, we've done a lot of, my parents have lived there for years, so we've done a lot of stuff around Louisville, but we still have a lot of new stuff to do. Um, for example, we've never been to any distilleries there. We've never experienced the Bourbon Trail at all. Um, so who knows? Maybe we'll do something like that. Maybe we'll do. Um, there's a new uh, another national um, forest. Maybe not a national forest, but a forest reserve area that we're gonna go hiking in. Um, there's yeah, tons of nature stuff to see. I think it's fancy. and I think like with something like Louisville, where Cole's parents live, it's easy for us to just go stay with them and then come back. Um, and I think in, that's it's easier, it's comfortable, um, but it's always a little bit fun when we try something new. So we have to kind of push ourselves to do that because it's easier to just stay home, to just stay at their house and go to the same places we always go. Um, but that's one thing I think I want to – it would be fun to stretch ourselves a little bit. 
And then the last um, slotted, at least, no, we had two others. Our two friends and family trips next year that we have so far are uh, Raleigh-Durham. Durham. North Carolina. Durham. Uh, I mean, it's the Raleigh area. Yeah. You always call it Raleigh-Durham, which is, I think is what the airport's called. It's the area. But there's Raleigh. sister cities. And there's Durham. And there's the other one. What's the other one? It's like a triangle, right? Well, it's called the Research Triangle. I don't know if there is a triangle of cities. Um, Yeah, neither of us have ever been there, so I don't know why either of us (laughs) think we know what to call it. But You um, think you know what to call it because you're so confident every time when you say Raleigh-Durham. 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 Well, their address is Durham, so I'm going to call it Durham. Okay, so our friends live in Durham, (laughs) and um, he has thrown out the idea of going to a, um, getting a bunch of friends to go visit him in Durham uh, for a Blues, St. Louis Blues, Stanley Cup champions, what, what. Uh, so that would be an incredible time. We'd get to see a new city, a hockey game, hang out with friends all at the same time. Um, so really hope that gets together probably around January, late winter time. Um, so that's Raleigh-Durham. And then also we want to get to NYC again soon. Um it, we always enjoy going there. We love seeing you know the Broadway play or two. Um, there's a ton of national... Much harder with the baby, it seems like. Yeah. Well, this might we'll be a to... short enough weekend that we would leave him. Where? Uh, just somewhere. <laughs> just in the hotel. Just around. leave him. Just leave him. No. Here in St. Louis. Anyway, we're obviously not to the level of detail where we're planning those <laughs> types of things. This is the wish list. Um, so maybe we'll see Hamilton finally on Broadway. Uh, I don't even know if they'll still is it be on there. Broadway still? Yeah, who knows? But the Probably. point is, we could then go I to Hamilton. Okay, good. I'm trying to make a point. <laughs> After Hamilton, the play, we could go to Hamilton Grange National Memorial, which is the. Uh, adult home of Hamilton and um, if if you don't know there's tons of national park units in NYC and they kind of get overshadowed by all the other stuff to do there but it's some awesome stuff like Theodore Roosevelt's home Teddy Roosevelt's childhood home right last uh, two years ago or so the new Stonewall Inn uh, National Memorial um, the Cliff uh, Clinton Castle, you know, right on the uh, at the bottom of Manhattan. Anyway, tons of stuff to do there. Also, we have a couple friends. Um, one we met in Africa, traveling that we're really gonna, we really are trying to meet up with soon. So that's why we're going to NYC. Um, and then finally, fourth category are the kind of like the filler, like. When you are making a bouquet of flowers and you just need some filler, this is what this represents. Not that we have, not that these are lesser destinations per se. No, they enhance the bouquet completely. Yeah, they, they they're make, just they make easier it for is. you. Maybe it's your geography. Maybe it's you know the their snackable size. And it makes you feel like you're traveling all year long. Then that's right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I think the key to like. 
uh, good travel pace is, like we've said, these uh, peppered in weekend short trips. Anyway, these short trips are, um, you know, number one, maybe this fall, Indiana Dunes. Yeah, we, 61st National Park, we have not been there since it's been uh, redesignated as a national park. We've been there twice, um, but Clark has obviously not been there. Clark has not been to a national park yet. So we're going to try to fix that ASAP. His first national. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't even been to uh, uh, He Who Must Not Be Named Park Number 60 here oh, in St. Louis. Yeah, the Gateway, the Gateway Arch, Arch National he Park. He has not even been there yet. Yeah. So um, that's okay. I don't know. I necessarily want that to be his first. <laughs> it could be his first time at the beach. Uh, we could hike through the fall colors and, and do all area, types of fall events. The, air, the area around Indiana Dunes has so many cool fall festivals and lots of fun stuff to do that's outside of the park, too. So I think it's a really just a really cool area to visit. And then, of course, we'll hit up the park while we're there. Yeah. Um, second weekend trip could be Austin-San Antonio. We uh, This is a great, like, pairing of cities I think that are only an hour 15 minutes away from each other down in Texas Um, and some of the things we would do are the San Antonio Missions National Historic Park and then a plethora of state parks you have McKinney Falls right by Austin Colorado Bend Enchanted Rock and Longhorn Cavern State Parks I've heard all of those are incredible and a little north uh, short drive north of Austin so I would love to maybe take a longer weekend checking that whole area out uh, and you love San Antonio I so did. I I've see only the been river once, walk there yeah. I would love to go back as an adult because I went kind of as a high schooler so yeah definitely high on our list we were supposed to go this this spring and then canceled the trip uh, at the last minute because I was tired of being pregnant <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think we could go again this coming spring I think spring is a good time to sure yeah Sounds anyway uh, I think that's where it's slotted yeah the next place that Southwest also flies to all these places um, is Boise and we have not really explored any of Idaho we drove through it through the tiny little skinny part at the top uh, when we were going from on our national park trip from Washington to Glacier National Park. Um, so we barely touched into Idaho at all. Definitely haven't seen anything there. So we would love to go do a road trip um, around this, you know, around out of Boise um, and see Craters of the Moon National Preserve and a bunch of other um, national forest areas, cool hikes, pretty cities, all sorts of Idaho goodness yeah there's a Hagerman Fossil Beds National Memorial a Minidoka National Historic Site which is a Japanese internment camp Uh, so southern Idaho just from briefly checking it out has some really interesting spots to hit Um, if you noticed a theme throughout all of this all at least all the U.S. portions of our trip is that anywhere we go we find these really well we try to go to some of these random national park sites because we know that it's like a guaranteed success uh guaranteed good time i guess yeah uh we have never been disappointed by a national park site ever so 
we all even though some of these are like not huge bucket list items for us we always try to go to them because uh there's a lot of them out there and they're all wonderful definitely uh and the last short-ish trip again would probably be good for a long maybe four-day weekend um I really want to go on a backpacking trip, whether that is somewhere around the Midwest or ideally out in uh, the mountains, maybe even like Glacier, been coveting the Many Glacier Trail, about 48 miles of some of the most amazing scenery in Glacier. Uh, Wanting to do that one for a while. Anyway, um, I am intent on organizing a backpacking trip for fall 2020 probably with some friends because Elizabeth doesn't love I can hold my own oh you absolutely can hold your own I like backpacking where there are not bears yeah you just don't love grizzly country (laughs) which is fair but some of the best scenery is in grizzly country that's true and uh, I just can't um, be held back forever are there grizzlies in Norway? That was a joke, by the way. Um, I wasn't listening. <laughs> I said you can't hold me back I, forever. Okay, okay. Um, of course she doesn't. Uh, no, there are definitely not grizzlies in Norway. That's why I want to go to Norway. I would backpack uh, in Norway. Who knows? Maybe there's polar bears or something. I don't know geography I, I don't think that's or true. biology very much. Uh, there's probably some weird, super aggressive types of bears that... Like koalas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we need to wrap this up. Um, that is our travel wish list for 2019 and 2020. It has a whole bunch of different types of trips. Um, again, the important thing is for you, we just recommend getting these down on paper. You know, Try and space them out so it makes sense. Start with your events then maybe add in your big trips then uh, put in some you know relational trips to family or friends um, and before you know it you'll be traveling all the time yeah and you'll, at least you'll trick yourself into thinking you're traveling all the time which is the, the whole point right that's right it's <laughs> the spice of life um, so we hope you guys enjoyed this uh, kind of um, look into our travel wish list. Some hopefully gave you some kickstarting ideas for your own. And uh, thanks for checking us out today. Uh, we'll be back next one month, and who knows what we're going to talk about then? Because last month I promised an interview with um, a guy that n- never responded to my um, outreach. I'm sure he was very busy in the summer tour season. Um, But anyway, uh, it'll be a surprise. You'll love it. Maybe it'll be an interview with a super interesting national park uh, person. With the promises. (laughs) Uh, Not not naming names. Um, Anyway. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'd love for you to share us with a friend. Give us a rating on iTunes. Find us on Facebook and Instagram. Cole is pointing his finger like, you better do this. Yes. And you can always get national parks and international travel videos, post guides, and more on our blog at switchbackkids.com. You better be our follower. Okay, I'm calling it Switchbacks Out. Switchbacks Out.